Hello and welcome to A Read This, The Foul Papers. I'm Adam. And I'm Ash. How you doing? I'm okay, how are you? How's your week been? Busy, once again. Oh yeah? Yeah. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Um, so I was in space last week. Oh yeah, again? What, what have you been doing up there? What's your mission like? Well, no, I wasn't in space this week. I was there last week. Um, I was in, I went to Hollow Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, uh, which planet's that on? No, oh, that, that's ours. Oh, okay. That's right. where, uh, where the lizard people come from. Ah, is that what you call them after dark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've, uh, my David Icke t-shirt finally came in the post. Nice. Nice. Did you club in it? I did. Yeah. I clubbed <laughs> some seals. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> well... I've been uh, back in Leeds, w- where I'm from. Oh, wow. Um, uh, going to the pub as opposed to the club quite a lot. <laughs> I-, I overheard an amazing thing in the pub. This is absolutely true. I was in one of those pubs where, um, you know, one of those ones where there's like thousands and thousands of beers and all of the staff look like kind of low profile Jedi. And they've got the head, you know, the buns and the beards. I think I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And they can they can recite thousands and thousands of beards like the Quran. <laughs> well, there was a guy in there and he was um, asking about German lagers. Okay. And no word of a lie, this is what the barman said. He said, You should try this one. It's actually from Budapest. It's, <laughs> it's the thinking man's pilsner. <laughs> it's the best thing I've heard in ages, the thinking man's pilsner. The thinking man's pilsner? Yeah. That's, that is, if, if some beer company has not tacked that on to the bottom of their logo, that's a missed trick. It is, isn't it? So, yeah. Quite partridge. Quite partridge. Yeah. Well, I think whenever whenever we get around to releasing our own line of boutique oh, beer. Oh, on brand beer. On brand beer. Would it be would it be from the yeast on our chairs? A la Roald. You're Alla full Roald. of Roald Alt. I, I was realised when I was editing the last one. Like, Why full of Roald Alt? That is not the first time you've come out with some great bit of Roald Alt trivia. You know, he was a spy in the war. That's the first one. You is that said. the first one? Yeah, I did? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's then. That's all of the Roald Alt trivia I have. Oh, okay. Damn it. <laughs> I feel like we didn't give that enough. Uh, credit that yeast thing because that's wild. It's pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah, you... I still don't can't get over the fact that his ass was involved. It's yeah. Roldal's chair featuring Roldal's well, the yeast the... chocolate factory. <laughs> 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 well, the um, <laughs> well, I think the um, the the yeast was grown through the the very close relationship he had between yeah. his ass and his chair. Moldal. <laughs> Um, I've actually got a joke for you about the pub, if you okay. like. Okay, um, like, um, I, I always love a good pub joke. Yeah, yeah. You might not like this one. Uh, try me. An Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman go into a bar. The Englishman orders a pint of bitter. The Scotsman, sorry, the Irishman orders a pint of stout. And the Scotsman just plays for time, waiting to hear which is the cheapest. <laughs> the barman says, I can't serve you, lads. We don't do bitter or stout. Because this is a Japanese fishing pub, and our only drinks are turtle smoothies, or we've got, or we've got humpback jizz on draft. And before you ask, yes, I promise, it's extracted in the cruelest and most fatal way imaginable. Because he knows what people are like these days with knowing where stuff's from, and he doesn't want any more TripAdvisor reviews saying, you know, his beer isn't cruel enough. <laughs> so the Englishman's a bit ruffled. Sorry, this is this oh, joke, it keeps this going. Joke's a bit of a long one. <laughs> The Englishman's a bit ruffled, but he doesn't want to let it on or express himself. So he says, um, oh, cripes, um, I'll just have some of those peanuts. Um, the barman says, they're not peanuts. Those are mermaid scratchings. <laughs> uh, the Englishman turns pale and says, oh, sorry, I'm a bit of a cold fish. So the barman immediately clubs him to death and skins him. <laughs> oh, I'm, I was on right on topic with clubbing. I know, you, you beat me to the punch, to the club. 
Uh, and then he turns to the other two and says, so what will it be, lads? Turtle smoothies or humpback jizz? Um, the other two can't decide. So um, the Irishman just like starts on himself, you know, just picks a fight with himself and knocks himself out. <laughs> uh, and the Scotsman just ums and ahs like, oh, turtle smoothie or humpback jizz? Turtle smoothie or humpback jizz? Uh, the barman says, the humpback's cheaper. He says, then I'll take a pint of semen, my fine semen. Uh, and then he turns around to everyone else in the bar and says, when in Rome... <laughs> And they all smile and raise their glasses of juiced turtle and whale spoff. <laughs> it's not really a joke, is that's it? It's not really a joke. No, no. that's that's that, that's one long sustained attack it's just on the a Japanese. Litany. Yeah, and I, I think I was I think I was racist about more than more than just the Japanese. Well, I feel like the the point you made about Scots people there being cheap, and no one's ever done that before, have they? No one has ever pointed out that never, Scots people are a bit cheap. But that one's also true. Yeah. I will regularly ask what the cheapest pint is in a pub without any hint of shame. Yeah. And it's also true that Japanese fishermen are unusually cruel. <laughs> um, do you like full English or full Scottish better? The only difference between those is what? Uh, lawn sausage? Or no. it's haggis. The haggis. Haggis. And crucially, final one uh, blood pudding? Uh, no. We've got that. Um, Back on the other side of the border. I don't know what the difference is then. Potato scone. Potato scone. You don't have a potato scone in no. the English. That's why Scottish breakfast. You heathen. Full Scottish is my favourite by far. Oh well, then I, I didn't even realise there was that much of a difference. Full Scottish all the way. Huge difference. Huge do you, I'm do betraying you still, my own people? Of course. Do you still get a kind of sort of sad, tacked on fried tomato as well? Oh yeah, yeah. But that's part of it. You know, that's the sympathy part. Uh huh. You know, you've got to feel for your breakfast in a way, don't you? <laughs> Um, have you ever had a full Irish? No, enlighten me. What's in a full Irish? It's just a cabbage and a fight. <laughs> That's it. We've hit our quota for... <laughs> oh, for no, we haven't. <laughs> um, so I was talking about Love's Labour's Lost this week. You were. Um, Wouldn't stop talking about it. I th- oh, no, I went on and on, didn't I? Um, I thought you'd be kind of into Love's Labour's Lost, because you're a bit of a lad, right? You know, yeah. You like getting with birds and that. Sure. D- did you get excited when I said I'm talking about Love's Labour's Lost because you thought I said Tugs Ravens Off? No. Because of the birds? No. So, still no. Still not a joke either? Still not a joke either. Okay. Um, there's a theme of uh, self-betterment in Love's Labour's Lost. There's people who mm-hmm. are trying to improve themselves, educate themselves, become sure. more learned and all that kind of thing. So I was thinking about... Uh, self-improvement books and write, uh, writing advice. Really. Okay. So I thought f- the theme for our quiz could be um, inspirational quotes from uh, authors. Okay. So uh, you know the kind of thing that crops up on Google and Instagram photos. Everyone's kind of got a book. I know, I know, and everyone's got a fucking quote, right, of how to be yourself and write well and all of that kind of thing. Sure. So I chose three really good ones. Okay. Uh, and all I'm going to do is I'm going to read them out and you're going to guess which the writer is. Sure. Okay? You might have heard of them. This is writer one. A good story needs a good beginning and a good middle and a good end. Other things that need to be good include the plot and the theme and your attitude. Do not forget to make good sentences and give them said by characters that are good. Is is the accent a sort of a clue? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, if you got Scottish from that, um, I got I got yeah sure Scottish. Scottish, uh, really super literary guy who doesn't know when to turn it off. Um, Alexander McCall-Smith. No, right ballpark. Okay. Modern? Ancient? Modern. We talked about him a bit last week. Oh, goodness. I can't even remember what we talked about last it's week. It's Ian Rankin. Oh, I, f- I, f- I feel like you, you give Ian Rankin a bit too much stick. He's, not, <laughs> he's entirely inoffensive as a writer. The big gun makes a loud bang. <laughs> um, no, it's one of his quotes. I... Um, I think it's a good quote. That's a good quote. Is that is, is that one I wish of the ones? tone it down once in a while and just give it to us straight. Is that one of the ones you've taken to heart in your own writing? Oh yes. I mean, he's true about all of those things. They do all need to be good. Those things do all need to be good. Um, okay, this is the next one. I've forgotten the accent. This is Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> My advice to young. That's no, not it. My advice to young female writers is simple. Be yourself. Be bold in your perceptions and don't put up with any shit. Right from the gut. Ask yourselves the questions you're most afraid of. My advice to young male writers is try to stop spending so much time rolling around on the floor or staring at your balls. See, what you've done there is that that was actually your Hilary Mantel accent. Damn it. But that Can I also say it's not Ray Winston? (laughs) But that, that I believe, is is a, a, a Mrs. Dickens quote. No. No. Who was talking about Mrs. Dickens last week? Who was talking about Mrs. Was it um it was Caroline Duffy? It was Caroline Duffy. It was like Duffy. Caroline yeah, Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. It's another one I don't really get, but I can tell there's a lot to it. <laughs> okay, last one. Um here we go. This is a bit different. Do you remember okay. like uh writers, particularly poets, used to write rhyming advice? Yes. Okay. To artfully scribe a writer must solicit from his muse's trust. But dance not fully through the portal twixt the fairy land and mortal. Mid-hemisphere he sticks, affixed with a double yoke, where centaur-like he romps amongst pixie folk. That was beautiful. Was it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you think that was? Mm, give me a clue. <laughs> Bald. Bald? Yeah. Oh. No, I've got nothing. It's Irvin Welsh. Irving, Irving Welsh wrote that. One of literature's hard men. God, that was beautiful. Well yeah. done. On yourself, Irving. He's a complicated guy. Yeah. Centaur-like, he romps through pixie folk. Yeah, well, he, he, he did get up to a, a lot of romping in the 90s. Mm. Did he, though, or was he just romp- watching the romping? <clears throat> I, I can sort of imagine him sort of like a, like a sports journalist. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, are you taking speed? <laughs> can I watch? Do you mind if I watch? <laughs> I'm writing a book. Yeah. I'm writing about a book of hard artists living leaf. Someone said, oh, centaur like a ramp through pixie folk. And like, oh, I might use that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I know I must go back and driving. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we want to talk about a bit few more modern books. We've got an episode coming out soon where yeah, we're going to we talk do. about a modern novel from start to finish. Well, not the novel start to finish, but that's all we're going to do that episode. I thought maybe it would be good to talk about a bit of contemporary fiction. Sure. Keep our finger on the pulse. Yeah. Um, so we were going to look at uh, some of Waterstone's books of the month because they are just on. Yeah. On I fire. like I I like having my 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 reading dictated to me by corporation. Well, me too. I mean, is it's so hard. Other? It's so hard to choose. I know. I I wish there was just five books every month that I was told were good. I honestly don't think I can choose. No, and that's that's why I need. That's why I need people to tell me. Yeah. You know, even, even if they haven't read it, I just need somebody to affirm that I'm making a good choice in my life. And really, it could be any corporation. 
but it's just them who've taken the effort. No, it's, um, I, I call up Shell sometimes and ask yeah. them what the Shell Book of the Month is. Shell's Book of the Month. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur's Book of the Month. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we both picked one yep. that we want to highlight. Just a quick little um, plug. A quick look, yeah. Yeah, free plug for them. Yeah. So, I mean, God, God knows they need... You know, good old brick and mortar bookshops. Yeah. Hey, they need. They hey, need. They're, they're struggling. A, they're just a lovely little bookshop who's trying to get along in this big, horrible Amazony world. You know, they need all the help they can get. Def, def, definitely not stamping on the neck of no, what's left those, of independent bookselling. All those little fuckers trying to like camp on their patch. It's bullshit, it makes me isn't it? Sick, actually. It, it's disgusting. It actually makes me sick. To that end, here is Ash's pick of the Waterstones Book of the Month. So mine is um, the Girl on the Shed. Mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've seen the posters for. It's been everywhere. There's a film everywhere. adaptation coming out as well. It's on bus stops. and I think that was one of the others. But um, okay. I, I don't want to get into spoilers. It was a girl on the something. There's, girls get on lots of stuff. <laughs> um, I don't want to do any spoilers, but it, short, sh- long story short, it's a shattering tale. Uh, shattering. Written with honest, deliberate simplicity. <clears throat> uh, no, honestly, it is deliberate. Um it addresses mental health, Me Too, and gender equality. And by address, um, I, of course, mean uh, mention. Oh, God, how uh, brave. That, I mean, it really is. All the way through, that's all you can think. That's that, so brave. Um, the author has uh, previously, previously <coughs> written uh, The Woman in Jam, and uh, she wore crab meat. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, Girl on the Shed by Alice It's Short. Um, not to be confused with the girl in the shed, the girl beneath the shed, or the shed in the girl. That was a really good one, the shed in the girl. That that was a weird one, though. Well, it was just so depressing because, you know, it starts with her finding that lump. Um, and then the whole rest of the book is this sort of... No spoilers. No spoilers. Confronta- I think we can spoil this one because oh. this, this one was ages ago. It was okay, 2016. Okay. Uh, she spends the whole book, you know, confronting mortality after she finds this lump. Finally goes to the doctor and he says, no, no, it's not a tumour. It's, it's a shed. It's a shed. It's an actual shed in there. And she goes, oh, thank goodness, Doctor. And he goes, well, you say that, but fuck knows I will get it out. So brave. Yeah. So I highly recommend The Girl on the Shed. Over to you, Girl Adam. on the Shed. So the one I've picked, it's, um, I mean, I don't want to say the dime a dozen, but there's a lot of them. So it takes a lot to stand out in a very crowded field. And the crowded field is the opposite of this. It's very barren, very bleak, yeah, very snowy. The title of this one's called Snowfuck. By um, uh, Scandinavian, Scandinavian crime writer yeah. uh, Billy Billison. Billy Billison, yeah. Billy Billison, yeah. And it's um, what happens in Snowfuck. Snowfuck. Yeah. It's um, there's a horrible, horrible. fucking joke. You know, you know, like ski doos, like the sort of snowmobiles. Oh yeah. There's a horrible snowmobile crash, mm. and you know, you're sort of gritty. It's really easy to bump into another snowmobile out there on the plains. <laughs> yeah, the Great Plains <laughs> of Scandinavia. <laughs> you never see them come. <laughs> But no, it's um, it's your it's your standard police procedural. Okay. You know, it doesn't sound like there's anything standard about it, Adam. Well, no, but it's you know standard by the book. You know, you've got to sleep with your partner. Yeah. Strangle your partner. Cool. You know, this it, it, it hits all of the notes of the modern realistic yeah crime noir. Oh, yeah, love it. You know, and it's for 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 fans of you know Henning Mankell. Mm-hmm. You know, people who just love to read about. Norwegians brutally murdering each other in the depths of winter. Sad, but it's true. That, it's that's true. all they seem to be able to do with themselves. Yeah, I mean, there. I who get all of my knowledge of the world from books, yeah, just cannot cannot understand why they do that. Would you ever actually go to Norway? God no. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere near a shed. 
Not after what that girl went through. <laughs> interrupt this episode of Ear Read This to bring you back to Ariel. One story told freeform, without the trappings of developments or a sound premise. My name's Ash Caton, and on the train here, I've been skimming over crime scene photos while pumping the cranberries. These are the photos that put Macbeth McCrippen, a perfectly good-looking student, in prison for strangling his girlfriend. But what were these photos trying to tell me? Okay, sure, some of them were of a recently strangled corpse, Probably the deceased. Couldn't tell, though. She looked horrendous. But others were less straightforward and gave me pause, although I never once paused the cranberries. They were just... They were just sort of really working thematically. Several of the photos were simply depicting footprints leading up to the deceased's house. Well, I thought, a footprint never killed anyone. Other photos were innocent pictures of the house itself. A nice place. Worst you could say about it is they really needed to buy a new door. Theirs was hanging off its hinges. They let it go completely to shit. Drugs, I wondered. I couldn't help myself. After 250 photos and three Cranberries albums, I was amazed to find only 50% of the photos featured a dead body of any kind. So why had Macbeth McCrippen been found 100% guilty? I brought these questions to lead investigator Inspector Murdo McLean. Here's how our sometimes fraught conversation went. Thank you for making time to talk to me, Inspector, even though I hate you. That's okay. Murder investigations always bring out high emotions in people. I'm used to it, and I understand. How did you get this number? You you called me. Uh, I've had one question for you going round my head all day. Your doubt about Macbeth's innocence. Did you have to let it linger? I'm afraid so. The evidence was uh, staggering. It was at this point in the interview that I noticed something odd about Inspector McLean. It seemed that he couldn't get through one sentence without making a strange sort of moan. Let me play you the isolated audio. Weird, huh? Was this a man wrestling with his own conscience before my very eyes? Or was it because I was phoning him at the Stockbridge ICU, where he was being treated from awful, awful head-to-toe burns? We'll never know. You're a man of science, Inspector. What possible proof do you have that she didn't simply strangle herself? Well, aside from common sense dictating otherwise, this was potentially the most open and shut case forensically we've ever handled in the department. Um, From the, the bruising around her neck, matching entirely to the size of the accused fingers, to the confession. You seem very confident about this, Inspector. Were you there? I was there on the scene quickly enough to prise the accused fingers from around her neck. Um, So yeah, I I guess you could say I was there. Ah! I still wasn't convinced, and our conversation went downhill from there. So did he. He was dead by morning. So now my story had two deaths, and maybe I was beginning to think it was due a third. So, Adam, yes. I, I thought maybe that the reading we did last week was a bit torturous, a little bit... Um, Both to do and to listen to, I think. I was sort of expecting a workplace harassment kind of thing. Did you not Did you not get my letter? 
Yeah, I did. But then luckily I remember you don't actually work here because I don't pay you. <laughs> so I'm off the hook. <laughs> um, so I've given you a much easier ride this time. You don't need to learn any word. Well, you only really need to learn one word. Okay. Uh, and also um, I'll put myself under the gun more. You've got three poems in front of you. I do. One of them is uh, I, lon- I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by... Uh, Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Um, uh, one of them is a sonnet by Shakespeare, and one of them is a Wilfred Owen okay. poem, or poem, for the non-prick listeners. Um, I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. You're going to select one of those poems, and all you're going to do is choose the first line. Okay. I'm interested to see whether or not you can... It's a bit like a blind taste test, really. I'm interested to see if you can detect a poem from its rhythm alone. So instead of reading the words, you're going to take every syllable in that line and just woof them. One woof per syllable. So I can either woof Wilfred, yep. woof William, or woof Wordsworth. Yep. Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Yeah. Woof. Woof. Okay, do you want me to close my eyes? Close your eyes and I'll Just the first a, line. Just the first line? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Eyes are closed. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof. Woof, 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 woof. Ooh. That's not giving me much. I'm going to say that was sonnets. That was sonnets. Ah. You're an excellent woofer. Thank you very much. You should maybe take that on the road. That's that's going to be my standalone fringe show next year. Woofed poetry. Woofed poetry. By Adam Barclay. (laughs) The tweets of David Walliams. Goodbye, Dutch Royals. Thank you awfully for the clogs, Edam, and Wacky Backy. I am just at home, relaxing with a jigsaw puzzle. It seems at Simon Cowell has come straight from the plastic surgeon there. Hashtag X Factor. Dame Emma Thompson has a nice ring to it, but I think she should have been made queen. (laughs) So, um, in a week or two, we are going to start doing Ear Don't Read This as a bit of a spin-off. Oh God, I can't wait. We're going to talk about something we think is a bit um, shonky. Um, And we're also going to talk about books that we really probably like. Yeah. Or maybe just... We certainly wouldn't recommend people don't read. So as a warm-up to talk about stuff together, because we haven't actually done that before. No. We've arrived with our opinions, clashed, and uh, moved on. Um, I thought we could maybe look at something contemporary and uh, exchange thoughts. Okay. How how contemporary is contemporary? Uh, Contemporary has came out last week. Oh, wow. Is that contemporary enough for you? God, that's that's the most on the button we've been ever. Yeah, I know. We're usually a good... We're usually a couple centuries late. Good 400 years out. Um, so, this is an extract published in uh, GQ um, okay. of the uh, Stormzy book. Oh, goodness. Um, and I figured that, like me, you probably don't know much about him. I see him in the news. Yeah, likewise. Um so I thought I'd read a bit of this at a time, and we would just exchange thoughts. So try and understand who, th- who this person is, this stranger. Yeah, hit me. This is surely what literature is all about, to try and understand someone we have no conception of. Hmm, it should be, you know, it's your, it's your heart on the page. So let's have a look at Stormzy's heart. Okay. I've had to deal with racism for a long time. I can't control who listens to my music. I've had racist lads commenting from time to time. 
I'm going to get problematic. I'm going to get the problematic parody videos. I'm going to get the Niki renditions or the Niki politicians or television personalities standing up and using my words. Hmm. Any idea what Niki means? Not even a little bit. So th- th- this is from the book. This is an extract from the this book. This is an extract yeah, from yeah. the book. Could Niki be like Nike? Could, couldn't it? It's, like, it is N E K Y. Okay, so. Maybe not like sneaky, sneaky. Someone who sneaks around in like, like a politician. Yeah. Well, because I know that he um, is he talking about Corbyn? Because I thought they were friends. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what politicians normally, not their relationship normally is with Stormzy. Apart from, do you know if Corbyn sneaks around in Nikes? He's the kind of guy who'd have a brand deal. Yeah. I, think. I can imagine him head to toe in Nike. To be honest. Just, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, creep, creeping about the House of Commons in his creepers. In his yeah, Nikes. Was that was was that lyrics you were reading me there? No, no. Oh, is that just that just that just sounded like poetry, didn't it? Yeah. Just on a really pedantic thing. Mm-hmm. I've had to deal with racism for a long time. Can't control who listens to my music. I've had racist lads commenting from time to time. There's too many times. Uh, can there ever be the times? Is that rhyme? Is there know? ever enough time? Oh. Is that the point you think he's trying to make? I think he's trying to make a, a point about just the superficiality of how much time we spend doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's outfoxed us again. I feel like there's more to this than you than you might think. Well, it's very likely. Well, what the fuck do we know about this? Not, not a thing. Not a thing. People are entitled to their opinions, of course. People can take what I say and claim it in some way. Again. Rhymes. Again, rhymes. He can't help himself. Yeah. He's a rhymesy, grimesy man of the time. Him and uh, the time. Oh, God, him, him and Ian Rankin, just never yeah, off it. Never off. Uh, and I can call shit out, but I can't control how my words are used or what people take from my music. There are some serious issues here, but I think what I'm doing is so new, it's going to take a bit of time for the general public to get used to it. What is he doing that's so new, do you think? Well, Grimes sort of... Grimes has been around for a while. Mm. Like, longer than people think it has, I think. Yeah. I think it was... You know, it's been at least 20, 25 years Grimes been around. Yeah. And I, I don't know what he's doing There's new a lot of grime with Grimes. Here. It looks like it's always been here, like on the cobbles. <laughs> Take Shut Up. Uh, that's a song title. Oh, I thought you were just telling me no, to. No, no. Song title, Shut Up. I remember so clearly the first day, the first week, the first month after it came out. That was the authentic, raw sound. It's a rough squad rhythm, but it's raw. Not a thing. What do you make of that? No. Nothing. <laughs> Rough is R U W F. Squad is S Q W A D, and rhythm is R I D D I M. Well, rough like rough squad rhythm. Rough like Shakespeare, rough. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> rough squad. Rough squad. <laughs> <laughs> rough squad. Rough rhythm. squad. Well, and I think if Shakespeare was in rough squad, they would have rhythm. Yeah, well, Shakespeare wasn't a bit of a rough squad. Him, Elizabeth. Um, bacon, all Hello? of them together in a rough squad. Yeah, yeah. we were a rough squad, and we <laughs> got rid of. Um, no idea what that means, but uh, well, I don't know. Rough squad could be a group that, and he's nicked the rhythm. Could be. These squads often interchange their rhythms. Uh, it's a bad boy freestyle. I don't understand that one. I don't either. Music is the thing you give to the world, and that's all you can do. I know it's all I can do. I can. All you know right. what? Like, I actually, I agree with that. If there's one thing I can't stop doing. It's giving Give music, music to the world. world. The world really would quite like you to stop. I know, but I won't. Because I can't. It's the only thing I can do. 
That's my only job. Yeah, preaching to the choir, Storms. I just have to make sure it's excellent. People can talk shit, but I know what it is. Um, people were telling me that grime was dead when gang signs and prayer came out. Is it? Is Big For Your Boots not grime? Big For Your Boots again. Clearly the song. song. Why is it not grime? Why? Listen to the lyrics. He's pleading. Yeah, I know. he's getting hated now, isn't he? It, Goodness. It's really not taking him much of the article to kick I off. I never said it wasn't grime, Stormzy. I know, that's what I want to tell him. Like, Stormzy, I didn't say it wasn't grime. <laughs> Someone's obviously told him that it's not grime. It's not grime and he's not having it. Because he is grime. Clearly, yeah. As far as I know, he's the biggest name in UK grime today. Yeah. Or maybe not even the biggest, the one who's the most mainstream. Yeah. How can this not be grime? How can it not be grime? Shocking. Is there some lyrics? What I think when I clean my shower. Um, yeah, there are Is some that lyrics. like, um, I can't believe it's not butter? <laughs> I won't believe it's grime. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's, he's kicking off. Clearly, people have been calling it grime. We don't know what grime is and what grime isn't. But maybe, maybe we can glean a little bit of what grime is or isn't from... From the lyrics? This. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Want to come round here like a bad boy? Do it. Bun all the talking. Bun. B-U-N. B-U-N. Like bun it all. Bun it? Bun. Have you come across the word bun it in the Scottish lexicon? I've never come across bun as a verb. No, bun it. B-U-N-N-E-T. Uh, no. It's a hat. It's like a flat cap. Oh. I think I very strongly believe that's what he's talking about. Not a bonnet. No, a bunnet. Oh, a bunnet. Bun all the... Why, why would he be... How would that work? Bun all the talking. I don't know, man. Flat-cappled talking. We, we've been doing this for about five minutes now. I feel like that potentially makes us the most qualified rap and grime critics going today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with this one. I don't have to explain myself to you. Fine. I can accept that. Running through the party, bottle of Bacardi. Uh, Product placement. Yeah. Bros in my ear saying storms don't do it. Don't do what? I don't know. It's obviously not Corbin because he would be saying, do just it. do it. Just do <laughs> it. Devil on my shoulder, I don't lack. So he's got his devil on one shoulder and his bros in his ear. Yeah, devil on my shoulder, that's, that's colloquial. Everyone wants, to, yeah. everyone wants to get his attention. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin, the devil, <laughs> Bacardi. But I don't lack, I don't know what that means. Devil on my shoulder, I don't lack. As in L-A-C-K? Yeah, or maybe I just like... I, oh no, I, just like I don't... He, he has a devil on his shoulder. That I don't lack. I think, no, what he's saying is devil on my shoulder, comma, I don't lack, as in I don't... Uh, that's pretty that's I don't, the, I don't like that's, anything that's getting on from Shakespearean though I think because he's like devil on my shoulder I don't lack it's more Yoda than Shakespeare <laughs> devil on my shoulder I don't lack hit him with a crowbar I don't scrap it's hard to tell sounds like these. sounds like hitting somebody with a crowbar is scrapping hit him with, yeah that's true both with whatever you hit with a crowbar is going to be scrapped and having a bit of a scrap with a crowbar he's Full of contradictions, isn't he, Stormzy? God, is very... Hit him, when a, hit him with a crowbar, I don't scrap. Maybe, maybe maybe scrap means, like, playing about. Yeah. If you're hitting someone with a crowbar, you're definitely not playing about. That's pretty hardcore. Unless someone's really, you know... Asking for it. Asking for it, or is maybe just very used to crowbars. I've taken a few crowbars to the face. Well, then, for you, it's just a scrap, isn't it? It's just a it? bit of a scrap, yeah. For me, it would be hospital. World ending. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever wondered, though, if our... Uh, if we have a, a a listening crossover with Stormzy fans, I assume we do. I'm a I, I have a feeling we're a rough squad. We're a rough squad, but I feel like they'd probably come down on his side on most issues. Yeah, we we've also we also talk about rhythm. 
We do. We talk about meter. Yeah, we just did. Yeah. We've got it all. We should ask for a... Are a, we Grime? A collab. I think we are Grime. Who used to say otherwise? Yeah. I mean, Stormers doesn't know what Grime is. We're either Grime or just Grim. Grim. I think Grim. Even when I'm sober, I'm so gassed. I get that. Yeah? Yeah, I feel that sometimes. All the time. Right now. Soda, but I'm... Off gassed. my tits on gas. Gas. Off that shit straight up. <laughs> Say you ride, but there's no car and no mash. What do you think mash is? I don't know. Like smash. It makes me feel old reading something like that. This whole, I've been feeling old from line one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no mash. I, I don't know. I, I no, think that's instant mash. You reckon? Yeah, like like smash style. Ah, oh, there's no car. No smash. No instant mash. What a life. Yeah. Wait, how alone would you feel if you had no car or no instant mash? Those are the two... Um, it's like a caveman. That's like, that's like the bottom of the you know social pyramid. Absolutely, yeah. You, take, you kick those things out from under you, what's a life left with, you know? Yeah. Just in case it isn't instant mash, what do you think, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it might be? Like, is mash... Like, give me that. Like, give me. Give me. Give me. Give mashed. me the line again. Give okay. me the line again. Say you ride, but there's no car and no mash. Could it be drugs? That's what I was thinking. Because you can get mashed, right? You can get mashed, but you think mash is like a slang for a drug we don't understand or know? Maybe. So you, you know, you've got no. Got no mash. Got nothing that'll get us mashed. Potentially, could be like because you know when you're going out in your car. Yeah. And you're gonna go have a big night. You don't yeah. have any mash. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he's talking about instant mash. I no. I think we should. Probably rule that one out. Yeah. And then he just finishes this bit. So this is not lyrics anymore. He just says one more time, why is that not grime? I imagine him sort of prostrated, screaming to the heavens. Yeah. Doesn't understand why it's not grime. I don't understand why that's not grime. You can just imagine him at his laptop typing away. Why is this not grime? Why is it not grime? Um, He's he's, he's done the maths. He's run all the tests and it's come back grime negative. 100% grime. (laughs) No, it came back as not grime and he can't understand why it wasn't grime. Yeah. Do you, think he, do you think he sort of spilled some of that grease remover all over his lyrics and it's just Maybe. not grime anymore? He's cleaned some it up. Some instant mash got in the system. <laughs> Made his grime unpure. <laughs> do you want to hear a bit more? If there's more. There's uh, uh, too much more to um, read all of it. But give me, give me, give me, we go a little bit Give more. me just a little smidge. At the end of the day, fame comes with some nonsense. It can feel vicious and overwhelming, but let's be real. It's not the worst thing that I could be dealing with, is it? It's... <coughs> It's not bad compared to what most people deal with. Anything you deal with that's worse than that? Uh, reading, reading the book, I guess. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> um, it's not bad compared to what most people deal with. I know who I am. I can't get twanged. I know I'm good. What do you think twanged means? I can't get twanged. Because I just imagine like a kind of like rubber, someone slapping somebody with a rubber band. Yeah, pulling his thong up and just <laughs> twanging it back. I know I'm good. <laughs> T- talking of mash, because I wondered if it was a drug thing. Do you know what spice is? Is that not from? Is that not from June? Is that not from Frank Herbert's June? Well, yeah, but it's a real, real thing. Who controls the spice controls the world. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's real too. Really? Yeah. Is there really a big worm? I mean, there is a massive like, walk spice epidemic going on right now. I don't think there's any giant worms, but I guess they're just... When you say come. spice, so there's, there's, there's a drug called spice, and now yeah. there's a problem sourcing it. I've just heard, you know, all these people on spice. 
Spice. Uh, and it's apparently it's a spray. Like huh. it, you spray it onto tobacco. The reason it's so cheap is that it's um, a chemical you spray onto tobacco and then smoke. Ooh. Is this anything to do with Spice World? Uh, I, th- there's been no evidence so far that it's got, there is a link. Okay. Um, but it's transportable and people fly it into prisons on drones. Whoa. Yeah. It's such Pretty a cool. 21st century um, drug, isn't How it? How do you get a drone into a prison? I wondered that. Surely that's one of the things they look out for is things coming over the walls, especially yeah. if they fly. Yeah. Because if a drone's getting through, you'd try your luck with a helicopter, wouldn't you? If a drone was getting through, you could just huck it over the wall. Yeah. Are drones strong enough to hold a man's weight yet? Mm, would that not just be a helicopter? Well, yeah, but I mean, do, I, I th- imagine I th- like hanging off it. Like I, I feel like what. as soon as a human gets involved, it stops being a drone. I think it's the definition of a drone. Okay, yeah, but is that is there one of those devices then? Probably, I think strong enough because you do it's just a quad, that. it's just a quadcopter. Yeah. So I guess if you get enough propellers, copter bits, <laughs> propellers, yeah, <laughs> that was a better choice. That's a better word. Yeah. Is that about it for this week? I, th- I think so. I think we're done. I think we've we we've hit a natural end. There. That was a natural end. Yeah. Um. So we will next be back talking about uh, Muriel Spark. Yes, with we the will. Driver's seat. Oh, I can't our wait. Serious hats on. Talk about murders and cover-ups and that kind of Muriel thing. Muriel Spark, Graham. I think so. Yeah. Okay. She was dead into her instant mash. She was. This okay. I'm I'm going to go with Muriel Spark is Graham as a takeaway from this podcast. Nice. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ear Read This. If you'd like to know more about everything it is we do, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or drop us an email if you have any questions or any criticisms over at earreadthis at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.